what does it look like if everyone at, at Holy Cross has this discipleship growth mindset? Um, and just thinking about those possibilities really kind of makes me excited about this. Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. And this is Dorothy Jones, yeah. church administrator. And here we are. We're uh, doing an introduction to our new mission and vision, along with our uh, booklet, Growing Disciples for Life. And today we're just going to talk about the introduction. What is our uh, renewed mission and vision? Why are we doing this? And then we're going to talk through a couple of the questions related to the introduction. Sound good? Beautiful. Lovely. All right. So um, I think it would be, uh, I think everybody understands that we've had kind of a, a weird couple of years, right? I mean, how many global pandemics have you been in? Hmm. One. Hmm. One. Just one. That I know of, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah. my lifetime. In my lifetime. So, um, yeah, so we had this global pandemic. Um, we had um, senior pastor retire, Pastor Dooley retired, and then we have new senior pastor, new associate pastor, and that after a long vacancy. Mm -hmm. And now we have a number of new called staff, uh, DCEs, and, and so uh, along with that, I would say our culture is in a weird place, hmm. right? Yeah, Did you sure. say that? Yeah. All new. All new, We're trying to figure it out together. Right. And so with all of that, would you say that maybe as a congregation, we're a little bit out of tune? Possibly, yeah. Or at least we're kind of taking account of, like, what, is the next, what does the next 20, 30 years look like? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. can we refocus and chart a course? Yeah, and so from my perspective, I mean, I was here for about nine months trying to get the bearings and figure out what does it mean to be senior pastor of Holy Cross and what's our future. And then boom, we run into 2020. And that's, a, I mean, we're very much in this season of who are we? Why are we here? Where are we going? What's our purpose? Yeah. Good, good questions to ask in any case, you know, but now seems to be the right time to ask those questions. Right. So uh, with that comes a, a shift in our mission statement. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, did Jesus give a, a mission statement to his church? Dorothy? <laughs> the Great Commission. I yeah, the Great Commission, right? <laughs> the Great Commission. It, yeah. is, it is a Great Commission. It's Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. I'm with you always. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, tune to, to march to, right? And yeah. So I think in every particular congregation, the question is, how do we live out that great commission here? And for many years, our, uh, our mission statement was growing together in Christ's love and reaching out as his disciples. It's a good mission. Yeah, and I think it sustained this congregation for a long time, but as we're seeking clarity in the aftermath of the pandemic and just, you know, new staff members, um, we have a renewed or more focused mission statement. You wanna read that for us, Pastor Tim? Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. It's growing gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Growing gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ for life. And so in the, the following podcasts and in the following chapters of, of the booklet that we've prepared, Growing Disciples for Life, uh, we're just going to encourage the congregation to really think through carefully what this means. And um, so uh, we're going to basically go through each single word, really, like main word. Like we're going to talk about what does it mean to be disciples? What does that word mean? Uh, what does it mean to be gospel-centered? What does it mean to be uh, growing as disciples? And what does it mean to be disciples for life? And so that's our, our game plan here. A um, couple questions just to kind of think through in the, in the beginning here. Um, so, you know, in the, in the booklet here, I used a, an analogy of, of everybody singing together in a choir of everybody playing together in orchestra to make a purposeful, joyful noise, right? And uh, that's what we're after as a congregation. But um, can you think of a time when you, uh, you've been in a situation like that, sports team, where you've been in tune, in sync? Yeah, um, I can. I mean, I think uh, sports definitely comes to mind. Um, different soccer teams I've played on or ultimate Frisbee teams. I think when, every, when there's a game plan, so like when I was in, in Canada, I played in an ultimate Frisbee league, which was fantastic. And it was uh, like, I got on a team that was kind of the old guys, you know, because mm -hmm. it was actually against uh, college students mostly. Okay. But we won a lot because we had a, a game plan and discipline. Mm. And so we would just grind teams down because we were consistent. And so... At first, it was hard to get to that place, but like we just kept with a sa the same game plan, the same plays. Everyone knew them. We drilled them, and that caused us to have a lot of success, even though, you know, we weren't the most athletic people on the field most of the time, except for me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Dorothy? Uh, I do not do sports. I'm like the last person picked on the team. So, but I, I can sing. And um, I, so I've been part of a few church uh, uh, choirs or, uh, and there, so you really with a church choir, a lot of times you get what you get. People volunteer. It isn't always like great, but when it does come together and you've been practicing and somehow even that person who's usually a little off and they get it and it just really feels good. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's just like, praise God, because you, you do it to his glory and it feels good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think on the other side, I can think of times when I've worked with other people on a project or on, say, a sports team, and we're not in sync. <laughs> and yeah. It can be frustrating. We, we can even say, why am I giving my time to this? I mean, I can think of in, like, college where you have a group, a group project, and <laughs> yeah. everybody's just showing up kind of, like, halfway effort. We don't even know what we're supposed to be doing. Just waiting for yeah, other people to do stuff. waiting for other yeah. people, and there's usually one person that just gets mad and does the whole thing themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, and so, you know, in churches, would you agree that in churches sometimes we kind of know what we're supposed to be doing, mm. but we're not exactly sure? Well, I and, think so. Well, and I <laughs> yeah. was thinking back, back to that. And uh, do we sometimes also wait for that person just to do the project? Yeah, yeah right. right. Absolutely. So we're not in sync, in tune, and not as a team, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I think that it's really easy when we experience disruption in our lives, in our culture, in our church, maybe disruption in who's leading us. We have uh, those natural changes of leadership. It can be like, wait, what's going on? Going on? We, we, we just get a little bit yeah. like disoriented, I think. Yeah, I remember I was, I was doing a construction job for about a year and the job was ending and everyone knew it was ending. And as soon as everyone knew it was ending, like it wasn't clear what we were supposed to be doing. Because mm -hmm. some people were trying to get their task for the day done and some people were trying to actively not get their task for the day done. To drag because if they finished, then they would be out of a job. So it got really weird. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, the dynamics were really strange and it was confusing and frustrating and no one was on the same page. Ultimately, it's about also trust, right? Because they didn't trust what was going to go on. Right. Um, and so even just here at Holy Cross with the, whole, uh, with the new staff and, and coming, people coming back, some of it's, um, you know, being part of a team is, is a trust issue too. So. Yeah. Let's think about the other questions in this chapter for the introduction. Um, when did you finally start to feel more in tune after the pandemic? Or maybe have you got there yet? I think it comes, it came in waves. I mean, the first time I felt somewhat normal was when I wasn't preaching to an empty sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And when we had people coming to church and yet, um, of course, back then in the summer of 2020, it was, you know, assigned seating. We had everything all mapped out where you had to sit six feet apart. You had to register that beforehand. <laughs> it was weird. Mm -hmm. And that felt like a little bit more normal because I was preaching to real people. And then I think that once, um, you know, once masks were kind of less of a thing, like where it wasn't like everybody gets together and everybody's masked because we had a mask mandate in, in Kearney, then it started to feel a little bit normal. But then COVID came up again and everybody was getting it and I would say only only like maybe in the fall of 22 hmm. when we went back to Wednesday evening programs and yeah. it just kind of seemed like everything is kind of back to normal so it's it's like two years yeah. two and a half maybe uh, man I think for me it was when we could stop masking as worship leaders mm -hmm. um, you know especially when we would mask up for like communion. Oh yeah. And I just felt, and put even put gloves on, you know, and it was just what we were trying to do in love to make people feel this is okay. Mm -hmm. And I just, it just felt so weird for so long. Yeah. And when I finally could just bless the, the, the elements of the Lord's supper without that, I felt like, thanks be to God. Yeah. Like we're just kind of getting back to normal things the way they should be now. Part of it, though, too, is that I don't think I've ever had a, I don't have a normal to compare to. Mm. And I don't think you do. And, and certainly Are you, you talking don't. about at Holy Cross? Cross. I, yeah, I agree. I don't have an, I have a nine months of somewhat normal, but that normal was also a transition time. And so I imagine church leaders having a different experience if they've had 10 years with a congregation with just normal, non-pandemic and but in my case, I've had more years during and post-pandemic yeah, than I have had not. pre. 
So, and right. you've been and here. And I haven't, I haven't had, a, I didn't have a pre-pandemic here at Holy Cross. I came mm. when um, people were still doing that. I just remember, I was actually looking some just earlier texts between Pastor John and I, and one of the first conversations is like, what are we going to do with the uh, uh uh, COVID um, policies. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first things we talked about, mm -hmm. and masking, and 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 how to handle all that. Yeah. So that's what I came into. That's a strange situation. Do you, did you start to find, finally feel a sense of normalcy? Like when was that for you, Dorothy? I would say at summer of 2022, uh, because it wasn't um, so much on uh, the conscience of yeah. as a leadership. What should we be communicating yeah. to our people? Gotcha. And people in general were less. They weren't, weren't thinking about it as yeah. much. They weren't right. in school. They weren't at work so intensely. Mm -hmm. So they were traveling more. This yeah. question is a little bit more, I think, uh, aimed at our, our congregation members. But I think it applies to staff, too, is, is um, did you find it easy or challenging to reconnect with the congregation after the 2020 shutdown? Um, I mean, for me, it was hard because it's still hard because there are people that I'm trying to connect with th that, that I have never met, or mm -hmm. I've met them once or twice, and my brain just can't remember. You know, it's sure. just hard. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, that's been the challenge. Is, is because, and also, I think that you met people, and people were part of the congregation on a regular basis, but then, you know, every congregation has people missing after the pandemic. And, and I think that when you have a change in leadership, um, new pastors in particular, there's higher likelihood that that will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Like I felt so bad for so long just cause I could not, I didn't have enough frequency to really remember people's names and stories. Um, and so that was difficult. I think one other thing too is as leaders, I mean, I, we, we had to make some decisions. We had to think about masking. We had to think about policy and people were polarized on that issue. Mm. And so mm. one of the things that was difficult to reconnect is like, which camp are these people in? You know, like did, did I, did we offend you somehow by going with masks or did we offend you somehow by unmasking? Right. And there seemed to be this kind of tension just in general mm -hmm. as we tried to reconnect and reestablish trusting relationship. And I think that's, hopefully it's about done, but that was difficult. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it felt like you couldn't win either way. Right. So uh, final, final question for us to think about. As, as I read this mission statement again, I want you to think about which word are you most drawn to? Uh, so growing gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ for life. What really kind of stands out to you? For me, it's the for life. Um, just um, mm. knowing it, it's, it's, a, it's a lifelong. And having been um, in Bible studies uh, pretty much my whole life, uh, it's, it's always um, amazing how people are like, oh, you know, you, you think, oh, I've read this story. And then something's like, whoa, you know, God reveals to you again, once again, something new that you hadn't thought about. So the Holy Spirit works great that way. And so it's always, it's constant. It's constant. It's never ending. Yeah, I think for me, it's disciples. Um, I like that word a lot because it just, it just has this active kind of like self-motivated 
um, nuance to it where people are equipped to do this task. Right? They're equipped to uh, follow after Jesus, to study, to grow, um, and to serve, you know, to, to do all the things that he has commanded us to do. So I like, um, you know, just thinking about what does it look like if everyone at, at Holy Cross has this discipleship growth mindset? Um, and just thinking about those possibilities really kind of makes me excited about this. Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of growing. I, I, for me as a pastor, it's, I'm always fascinated by how God grows me as a Christian and what growth looks like. And, and it's rewarding to see people grow. I, I, and, and yeah, growth is messy. It's sometimes, you know, two steps back, one step forward, but seeing people grow is encouraging. And just for us to be a place where that's our culture that we want to grow, that's exciting to me. But also, I'm going to do two. Uh, <laughs> um, Gospel-centered is important to me because mm, I think mm -hmm. a lot of us in our lives are like, we come to church and we're kind of tired and we're like, please don't just give me another thing to do. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize that our growth is relational and it's centered in the goodness of Christ, not what we've done for him, but what he has done for us, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities when it comes to growth. Mm. Healthy growth, not um, growth that flows out of guilt and obligation mm. and pride, but a really good growth that comes from Christ. That, that excites me. Cool. Good. Um, well, cool. So that's the introduction. Um, do you think we should pray this last prayer to end? Go for it. How about that? Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have called me to be one of your disciples. I confess that apart from you, I can do nothing, but that through you, I have the strength to do all things you set before me. Be with me and be with the members of Holy Cross as we begin this journey together. You are the vine. We are the branches. Help us to grow and to be fruitful to your glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.